All right, well, if you have been with us uh, for the last couple of weeks, we are in um, a sermon series leading up to Easter on emotions. And really what we've been looking at, if you remember, is what the Bible has to say about all of our emotions. The Bible speaks to all of our emotions. What does it say? What, have we, what does it mean? And what have we been exploring? And the big idea, there's, there's basically six ideas in kind of two different categories. And they're going to follow up on your uh, screen here. They're going to show up on the screen. It goes like this. Number one, remember, the Bible speaks to all emotions. The Bible speaks to all emotions, specifically the Psalms. If you read the Psalms, happiness, sadness, fear, anger, shame, pain, guilt, depression, all these things, they're, they're mentioned in the Psalms. Jesus cries. Jesus laughs. Jesus experiences all the emotions, right? And if that's true, then it's normal, we learned, it's normal for humans to experience all the emotions. All of them. Sadness, depression, anger, guilt, happiness, shame, fear. All these things... Humans, it's natural and normal for them to experience. And finally, if those two things are true, then what the Psalms teach us in particular is that we can worship God in every emotion. That means you can be frustrated driving on I-4. You can want to give someone the Christian middle finger with the thumbs up, right? Like, nice job, buddy, or sister, or whatever. I'm an equal opportunity offender when it comes to people driving poorly on the road, right? You're mad, you're like, oh, I-4. Jesus, I can worship you in my frustration in the car right now, right? The Bible gives us this beautiful roadmap to engage and worship God no matter what our emotion is, okay? So those are the big three truths, and therefore it leads to these three implications. Number one, our emotions are a gauge, not a guide. Our emotions are a gauge. They're like the dashboard of our life telling us, hey, something's going on in you, Okay? The Bible, then, is left to be our guide on things. If the emotions are gauged, the Bible becomes our guide and teaches us how we can worship God in all things. And finally, knowing Jesus is our ultimate goal. That's what we looked at week one. Remember week two, we were in the chapel. We talked about uh, this idea of pain, how pain is pr probably one of the most dominant emotions. And Britt told her story, if you were here. Last week, uh, we looked at fearfulness or fear. Um, and we had David Branch come tell his story. This week, uh, I want us to look at the one that we probably, if you're honest, we spend the most time thinking about, the most time interacting with, and that's the emotion called happiness. Okay, happiness. And here's the thing. As I thought about talking through happiness, I thought, oh my goodness, what am I going to say about happiness? Like, I think everybody in here is like, happiness? Yeah, I like happiness. You don't need to spend any time at all talking about happiness. And actually, I think happiness might be the thing I need to spend the most time talking about because I think we're basically confused when it comes to happiness relative to Scripture, okay? And here's what I mean. Um, a few weeks ago, I was reading my daughter a story, and it was like a fairy tale story, right? Like Beauty and the Beast or Princess and the Pea or whatever, right? It's one of these stories where, like, there's a princess, and she, like, uses her cunning and guile and ends up landing a man who happens to be a prince, right? Never do these princesses end up marrying, like, you know, like a bum on a couch or anything like that. It's like, oh, yeah, see that guy who hasn't shaven in four weeks, right? Okay, yeah, let's see if I can win his favor, right? It's always like the charming, beautiful prince, okay? And she ends up with that, and um, right at the very end, we 